everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 564. Today we're going to take a look at Blood Bowl. Now this is a brand new release. I think you would call this fourth or fifth edition, I'm not exactly sure, of Blood Bowl. It came out, oh, so many years ago. And I actually did a review of kind of what was called the Living Rule Book then, I think with third edition components. Uh, don't go watch the review, even though I will put a link to it. <laughs> it's an old review, so the quality's not the best. Uh, but I had actually played a friend of mine's copy there a couple of times at that time, and then did a review of it. And now they have re-released it, and the rules are pretty much the same. So I won't get too much into the rules. I'll give kind of a general overview if you've not heard of the game. The rules are actually relatively straightforward and simple. And then I'll talk a little bit about sort of the ways that you can play the game, because there's like leagues and all these different things that you can do with it. Uh, but the components and everything, as you'll be able to see here, have been uh, severely upgraded uh, from at least the version that I had played however long ago. Uh, so let's jump in and take a look at it, and then I will tell you my thoughts. Okay, so if you're not familiar with Blood Bowl, it's sort of a cross between American football and rugby. Uh, some of the rules remind me of uh, NFL football, and other rules remind me of rugby, especially the, the turnover rule. Uh, here I've got the two teams that come in the game. You've got the human side, the Reichland Raiders, and these fellows here are in blue. And then in the green here we have the gouged eye orcs. All our models there are in green, and so it's nice that they color code them. You've also got here on the side uh, some of the Skaven players here. Now these are separate uh, but they are separate pack. You can get these. And all of the models, I will say, are very, very nice. None of these are actually uh, glued together. Here you can see we've got a human thrower. And let's just take a look. Uh, see, here we have a black orc butcher here. And so all of these are three-piece models, and they're very much a push fit. Now, I will actually eventually glue these and paint them and so on. Uh, the teams in the base game as well as the Skavens here also come with this decal sheet. And so you can like put this on the bases to remind you, you know, what position they are, if they're a special uh, type of unit. And then you've got also uh, numbers and different symbols and things that you can uh, adhere to them. Now each team here comes with 12 players. You won't ever use more than 11 on a side. And the way that you set up your game before kickoff is you have these flanking zones, one on each side of the field. You can never have more than two of your characters in that side. And then you need at least three right up against the middle scrimmage line here uh, in the middle section. Then you can basically set it up however you want there. Now each side is also going to come with a set of kind of their own components. So you're going to have uh, custom dice here. Uh, these are the human dice, for example and everybody's gonna get the same set of dice that you can roll in the game. You'll get these different tokens that you can see here, and these will be used to keep track of things on each player's dugout. So I just have an example of dugout over there, which I'll show you in just a minute there. And then you also have a number of these little footballs. And so these have cool little, um, little pegs, you can kind of see that there, and you can actually stick these into uh, the bases there. And so when you do, if you do paint and bases, you want to leave room around that so you can actually stick those in there. And you can, it's just to signify that they're carrying the ball for a short period. <laughs> now what's going to happen first is you're going to do the kickoff. For argument's sake, let's say the human team won. They're going to go ahead and just pick a square on the opponent's side there. And they say, I'm going to kick it, you know, over here or something. And then from there, you're going to scatter it. So you've got two templates here. We've got this eight-sided scatter template there. And then we also have another one here which is six-sided, so one or two, it'll go this way, three, four, five, six. So you're gonna roll the dice there to sort of indicate where things are gonna scatter. And this is gonna come up 
several times in the game. You might actually, you know, have the crowd throw it in and it's going to scatter a certain amount or somebody might fumble the ball or drop a pass and then it's going to scatter from there and you'll use these templates and dice to determine where it kind of randomly bounces. Now after the kicking team has kicked off, then the receiving team will get to take uh, their actions on their turn and it's going to just go back and forth and back and forth until one team scores and obviously you score by running the ball into the other opponent's end zone and then you'll mark it, we'll reset up for another kickoff and then we'll go from there. So let's talk about how a turn actually works. So here you can see the orc dugout and I should say uh, this is double-sided as well as the pitch here is actually double-sided. So you can kind of play in an orc home area or a human home area and so on. Now up here we have the score track here. So whenever you score a touchdown, then you get to mark that up. Again, whoever has the most touchdowns after two halves of play is going to be the winner. And then in here we have sort of like the dugout here. Now this is the injured box and I just put the extra orc player there. It is possible to get your figures injured or maybe temporarily KO'd, and then they can come back onto uh, the pitch eventually. And then down here, we have the turn track, as well as the reroll track. Now, depending on how you're playing the game, you'll get a certain number of rerolls. And there's gonna be a lot of dice rolling in the game, and there's gonna be uh, opportunity to make maybe reroll a very crucial roll that went against you. So you can spend those uh, as you go along. Now, there's also possible to sort of like level up your characters and even have them permanently killed. If you're playing like in a league or playing over multiple games, some characters will get uh, new special abilities and so on. And some of them can even have their own reroll ability, so you don't have to spend a team reroll. And then you're going to move on your turn. You're gonna, first thing you're going to do is always move the turn track. So I'll take a turn, then the human player will go, they'll move their marker, I'll do another turn, and so on, until everybody's taken eight turns. That will be the end of the first half, and then you'll reset up. Um, and then go through the second half. Now one nice sort of component piece of this edition is they have cards for the different types of players. So here we've got a human blitzer and a human thrower and you can see their movement, strength, agility, and their uh, armor value there. Uh, now there's also, see of course, there are cards for the orcs as well. You can see the special skills that they have which will come into play when you have different kind of encounters and roles. And then you also, in this edition, gives you some cards and stats for some star players. You can see these have a cost here for 290,000 gold pieces. Uh, so I'll explain how you spend those a little bit later. But you can see these have like a lot of different skills and these are very expensive uh, sort of players. Or, you know, they're star players that have very special skills that you can use. Now the first thing obviously you can do is move. And you can move up to the movement value, you can move diagonal and so on. Now if you ever move out of somebody's tackle zone, in a tackle zone, let's take these orcs out of the way, this guy here has a tackle zone all the way around him in all of these eight spots. And so if I was going to try to maybe like move out of here, maybe there was a ball over here and I was going to try to run and catch it down. If I wanted to move out of there and try to do that, I've got to make a dodge roll. Now when you do that, you're going to take a look at that player's agility. So here we have uh, the thrower here, they have an agility of three. And the nice thing about this game, another awesome component note, is they have two of these player aids to look up these kinds of rolls. Because you're going to be doing a lot of rolling, and so a lot, lot of times you're going to look at this agility roll here. Now, you see he's got an agility of three, so he needs to roll a four plus. But always on a dodge, you're going to do uh, plus one. Uh, but if you do per opposing tackle zone on the square that the player's dodging two, in this case there's nobody in, in an, you know, developing another tackle zone, so if he was trying to dodge into here, 
if there was somebody there, then he would get a minus one, you can see there on that roll. So in this case, this is going to get a plus one. He needs to roll a four higher. So we're going to roll that. And he rolled a one and failed. And so he is actually going to then fall down in the square that he was going to. And then the turn is going to be over. And that is something you certainly have to watch out for in this game. Anytime you basically fail anything, uh, you're going to have a turnover. So it's like rugby in that way, sort of. Uh, so if you only like fumble the ball or anything like that, then that's going to cause a turnover. So you want to do all of your non-possible for failure types of things. So if, you, if all I was doing with this guy maybe was like, you know, I just want to move this guy like five spaces here. I'll do that. Anybody that was knocked down, stand up. So you'll do all of those very simple things first, kind of get everybody where you want them to be. And then you start to take your more riskier and riskier types of moves. So the next thing you might do is let's say you move into the zone here with the ball. You're not automatically going to pick it up. You're again going to have to roll on the agility table. And it's a similar roll there. Uh, since he's got the three agility, he needs again the four plus. He gets a plus one modifier for that. If he was in somebody's tackle zone, that would cancel that. It would reduce it by one. So you're going to roll for that and then you pick up the ball or don't. If you fail to, it's kind of like a knock forward in rugby, if you're familiar with that. And if you fail, the ball's gonna bounce uh, one random square. Now the next thing you're gonna do a lot of in this game is to do a block. So let's just put this guy here like that. And so we're gonna say this guy here is going to block the human thrower. And so in this case, you're gonna compare strength. So here we've got the orc blitzer with the strength of three to the thrower of the strength of three. Now, if we had here the uh, black orc blocker, he's the bigger fellow there in the middle, he's got a strength of four. Now, what you're gonna do when you block is you're gonna roll these block dice. So I'm gonna take my handy uh, orc block dice here. And since our strengths are equal, I'm only gonna roll one and I'm stuck with the result. If my strength was more, I'm going to roll two and then I can choose. Now, if for some reason I was trying to block somebody that had more strength than me, I would roll two and then my opponent would choose. However, let's say I had this guy here like that. So he can actually assist the blocker there because he is in that same tackle zone and there is not another opponent in the tackle zone there. So let's say he these two were here, he would actually add plus one strength. So in this case, since the strengths are equal, he gets plus one. So then I could still roll the two. However, let's say this guy was like so, he would be in somebody else's tackle zone so he wouldn't be able to contribute. And obviously if he was knocked down or something like that, then he wouldn't be able to contribute to adding the strength there. And so there's a different uh, faces of dice on here. And so these are gonna have different results. Sometimes this can actually uh, blow back on you and maybe knock both of you down. If you have like the block ability, you can ignore that, for example. Uh, you might get a push here, which is pushes somebody, or you would typically like push them and knock them back and you can push them in any direction you wish. And if you want, you can follow up and kind of move into uh, their zone. Now, the next thing you might do is when you do that, you're gonna try to roll to uh, break their armor. So you've knocked them down. You're gonna take a look at the armor value, which I think is eight for this guy. Yes, it is. So we're gonna roll that and you're trying to beat an eight. Now, if you do, we didn't in this case, so nothing happens, but if you do, then you're gonna roll uh, 2d6 again and you might, nothing might happen, or you might just stun them. Well, you'll always at least stun them. Uh, you could actually uh, KO them or even injure them, which might maybe causes the, uh, to kill them. If you KO them, or excuse me, if you injure them, they're going to be off for the rest of the game. If you KO them, then the next time there's a new drive, either after a score or the change of the half, 
and then you're going to be able to roll dice see that they're able to recover and come back in. Now the next kind of basic action you're going to do is pass. And here you have this nice uh, passing template that actually comes in two pieces. Uh, but let's say this guy here with the thrower here, he had picked up the ball. So you're going to take and you're going to figure out, let's say he just wants to throw it to this guy here. And we're going to take and put that above his helmet. And we're going to see kind of what range he's in. So you've got short, medium, long, and so on. So here he's going to make a roll and then he's going to be able to uh, get a plus one on his roll, for example. And there'll be modifiers. So if somebody was in, you know, your tackle zone, you would modify that by one and so on. And so he's, he's going to try to make a successful roll. And when he throws it, if he does make a successful roll, in that case, he rolled a six, so he would, uh, it's going to go here. And then he's going to have to try to catch it. So again, it's usually a three plus or so, and he's going to catch it. Now, if you fail either of those, the ball is possibly going to scatter. If there's somebody in the way, then, and it's, you know, it's a shorter distance to them than it is the passer, he can roll to try to intercept the ball. Uh, but there's a default minus two modifier uh, on that roll. Now you can move and throw the ball. And I should note that you can only make a pass attempt uh, once per uh, round there. And now the other thing you can do is you actually can blitz. And all that is is a move and a block. So you try to move up here and then block that. And you can also only make that attempt uh, once per round. Now that's really all the basics of your, your stuff that you're going to spend you know, 90% of your game uh, doing. There's a couple other things just to kind of show you here. And you can kind of, you know, sort of slowly add these. So if you have like kids or something you wanted to play with and kind of slowly add more complexity and more roles and things into it, there's nothing to keep you from even simplifying it a little bit more than what I've already explained or just going starting from there and kind of adding more stuff. So for example here, you've got this kickoff table. Uh, so after the kickoff, you're going to roll 2d6. And this is just kind of give you a little bit of a sort of a uh, kind of a generic setup, so maybe some different things that have happened. Maybe the crowd is sort of favoring uh, one or the other, or there's possibility for changing weather, that somebody throws a rock on the field, that kind of thing. Uh, the other thing is there's actually a weather table as well, so you can ignore this, or you can add it to try to change the conditions. Uh, the, the other thing, I didn't mention this, was going for it. So you have your movement uh, speed. So let's say somebody kind of broke out here on the wing and they had the ball. If you want to try to uh, spend movement beyond their initial movement speed. You can then make a ability to move a spot and then try to roll. And then if you roll a one, then you'll fall down and again, your turn will be over, but you can keep attempting that, uh, trying uh, not to roll a one. It's kind of a way to sort of just break away and make a, a beeline for uh, the touchdown. Now, one thing that's new from the addition, at least that I have played before, are these event cards. You've got the random events here and the miscellaneous uh, mayhem events. And depending on how you're playing the game with leagues or whatnot, uh, you'll get a certain number of these to start the game. And you can just kind of play these uh, based on the timing and then the effects. So this kind of random little tidbits and spice that you can add uh, to your game there. And they're all also a description here of kind of the basic skills that can come in the game. Uh, that you can start off with. And then as we move through here, there's a lot of, of fluff and sort of the history of Blood Bowl in this universe. And finally, as we get to the back here, let's take a look. Uh, it talks a lot about the star uh, star players and uh, some of the money you can spend. And also there's a nice little assembly guide back here, as well as uh, what they call some paint splatters. So if you're looking to paint these, and I would recommend it because it does kind of personalize the guys and you can have the numbers and stuff on there. It gives you a nice step-by-step -step guide to paint all of this stuff. As well, as I should mention, uh, like on Warhammer TV on their YouTube channel, they have videos on these. And I think there's a video out now for the Skaven as well to paint those. Uh, the other thing, the last thing I'm going to talk about here 
is uh, this is the Death Zone Season 1. So this is a gaming supplement here. Now this, I would say, definitely get it if you're thinking about uh, making a league or something with your friends. This has rules here for the Skaven. So if you do get the Skaven team, you definitely want to get this anyway uh, in terms of purchasing, uh, the gold cost and all that. And then it also has some other teams. So there's Nurgle teams here. You can see that. I know there's for sure going to be a dwarf team. Here's, you can see the stats and stuff for the dwarves. Um, so I know that for sure is coming out, but you can see there's some different elf teams, the dark elves, and so on. Now there also is, of course, here uh, the league rules here, and there's some other sort of more advanced rules and things, and talk about uh, what happens when you get a casualty on a game, whether they're dead or maybe they have some kind of injury or something, they have to mix, miss the next game. Let's see, what else do we got here? Uh, it gives you a breakdown of some of the differences in terms of how to play a league match versus sort of an exhibition match. And then also, let's see here, there's also um, some new skills. So there's a bunch of new skills here uh, that you can get and add and you know add to your players and so on. And there are also rules for kind of setting up sort of a, well, it's called exhibition here, but it gives you a certain amount of gold and things to buy certain amounts of players. And so you can just sort of kind of play around with that whole aspect of creating and building your team. Uh, you know, you can build uh, or add assistant coaches, apothecaries, which can heal your players. Um, you, you will purchase your number of rerolls when you do a league player exhibition style of game. You also will purchase fans and that's going to help you uh, with different, uh, you know, things during the game. And there's just a whole wealth of things in here. And I would actually highly recommend uh, that you get this. There's also a little bit of fluff and stuff added here. Um, and, and just the tables for the breakdown. Now, they're also available online as a, at Legendary Teams uh, that you can pull down from the website. And there is an FAQ. Uh, there's rules for a like a winter board. There's actually a winter board that you can buy. It's a double-sided board as well. Um, but if you had some of the older uh, models and some of the teams that they probably, it looks like they're not going to feature sort of officially, they do have sort of the point values and things if you were going to play uh, like the lizard men and different things like that from the older editions of Blood Bowl. You could still use your figures and stuff uh, in that because the size of figure itself doesn't really matter because it's all uh, square to square based. Okay, so that is uh, Blood Bowl. What do I think of it? Well, my thoughts haven't changed too, too drastically from when it was released uh, however many years ago, or at least whenever I played it. I will say I think this is probably maybe the best component quality box game that Games Workshop has put out. Space Hulk probably still gets a little bit of a nod there, uh, but in terms of like the models, like I said, you don't even have to glue them. These aren't actually glued, even though I eventually will glue them because uh, I want to paint them. But if you are not really familiar kind of with that whole modeling side of it, uh, this is definitely one that you can jump into. All you've got to do is kind of clip them out. Each of them's three pieces. They stick together. Done. You're ready to go. Uh, you know, there's a definite component upgrade in terms of like these measuring sticks and things uh, and uh, the other uh, trackers. You know, they've got the different custom dice, which is really cool. Uh, everything it was really well done. And also the cards, you get the stats on that for easy access. So I think if you are sort of like new to, you know, miniature games or new to these kind of sports board games and wanted to try one, this is a really good one to do that because you get the one box, you've got everything you need to get going and you can get, you know, several plays out of just the one box. Uh, but there it does give you kind of the options for kind of the league side of it, 
which if you really think of it is more of kind of the RPG side of it where you've got sort of persistence of, you know, characters and players from game to game and you can, you know, play it again and you kind of invest in sort of the story of the characters. This one might die. This one might have an injury. You know, this one levels up and you start to get star players and so on. And so you have that sort of course of those multiple games that you can really invest to. So I really kind of liken it to uh, some of those sort of competitive campaign style games like a Frostgrave or a Mordheim or something, uh, but just with more of the football or rugby type of theme. Uh, so I think if, if you want to get into this style of game, now I've played several other of these sports fantasy sort of uh, board games, you know, a Dread Ball, Chaos Ball, uh, and Guild Ball. Now for my money, there's probably two that you can pick from, and that would be Guild Ball and this one. I do, I do really like Dread Ball too, but uh, I think the top tier games are Guild Ball and, and Blood Bowl. Now, they, I think they each kind of have something going for them. I tend to kind of like the gameplay mechanics more for Guild Ball. Now, the thing to know about that, there is measuring involved. It's a little bit more like your standard tabletop miniatures game. So it's probably not quite as accessible as this game. Uh, whereas this one, you know, mechanics are a little bit outdated, I guess you could say. There's a lot of dice rolling, a lot of failures, and you can have very, very quick turns if you're uh, very unlucky. But I think that really kind of lends itself towards the universe and the theme and kind of the game's workshop sort of flavor with the whole like kind of push your luck uh, mechanism where a lot of the mechanics and sort of the theme emerges out of that sort of vibe. Uh, with a lot of their games. So I think it's it's kind of good that they stuck with that to kind of keep that uh, that feeling there because you're always kind of on the edge. It's Everything always kind of feels like a gamble, and that's really, I think, a good selling point of this game. You're going to have a lot of drama because of that, and I think that's good. Um, the other thing, and I think, so maybe mechanics I would give sort of the favor to a Guild Ball. Now, in terms of components and presentation, I've got to give it to Blood Bowl because you get the all-in-one box here where Guild Ball, you kind of, kind of piece it together and they're metal models and stuff like that. Um, but I think they are coming out with some box set or something really soon. I haven't seen it yet. But um, this, you get everything in the one box. You know you're going to get uh, certain teams are going to give you everything that you need in the teams as they come along. And there's definitely at least the Dwarves and, of course, the Skaven. So you're going to get that. And you also kind of get that more general support. Like I showed, they have the painting guides in the back of the book. They've got their YouTube channel. They've got their community website now, which they've just put up. So there's going to be a lot of sort of articles and, and flavor and fluff and, you know, more painting guides and more sort of things that the community itself is going to share. It's going to, that information is going to be a lot better disseminated. Uh, you know, you kind of, Games Workshop gets sort of a bad rap, especially in the board game world, uh, maybe deservedly so to a certain extent, but Within the last year, they've really sort of tacked and shifted gears. They're a lot more engaged with the community. Uh, their Facebook page is really active. They've got the community website. So you're going to get sort of that extra level of general support, which I think is worth noting with a game like this. Because, like I said, if you're going to play the league play, you're going to play extended over possibly a couple of years, I think this one is going to get that kind of extra level of support so that you know you can get kind of the resources uh, that you want out of it. And I think I think you can't oversell that with this style of game. So I definitely recommend this, especially if folks are new to this. It really, to me, feels, to me, it honestly feels more like rugby than NFL football because of kind of the way turnovers work. And, uh, you know, I know you can't throw the ball forward in rugby, but maybe you can sort of count those as sort of the little drop kicks that they like to do. <laughs> but it definitely, it, at the end of the day, kind of feels more like a rugby vibe, which I really like too, because it's, I really enjoy that game as well. But 
I also really like the uh, sort of the, not the asymmetric abilities, but the asymmetry of the different sides. Like the orcs are a little bit more brooding and brutish. The humans are kind of the generic sort of jack of all trades type of uh, players. The Skaven are very kind of wily and they try to, you know, not be tackled. You know, they, they're very anti-strength in a lot of ways. Um, so, and we'll see with the other ones coming out. Uh, and so a lot of the, the different skills and things I should, that's my, kind of my last note I want to leave off on. As you start to kind of add those extra skills from the campaign and stuff, that really goes a long way to informing your decisions, doing something to mitigate the dice rolling and getting, you know, these really kind of very humorous, sometimes special abilities. And that really adds to kind of collectively uh, the flavor of your team. So definitely uh, worth checking this one out. Thank you.